This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. If you've been engaged for a while and you're saying, heck yes, Polly, I'm prepared and I am ready. I am taking advantage of success. All right, my call out to you is share that. Share that with others. That's WQA CEO Pauli Undusser on stage during the WQA convention in April. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association. If you're a first time listener or viewer, uh, you're new to the industry, perhaps welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting, by the way. And be sure to share the podcast with someone you know. And we also feature our podcasts now on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash at Water Quality Association videos. In this episode, we are looking back in what we call Rewind 2023. We'll hear from outgoing President Jim Stern. Amanda Moore, the incoming president, Hall of Famer Don McGee, WQA CEO Paulie Undusser, and keynote speaker Mae Stevens. Speaking of members, we're building momentum there as well. So this year, the number of new members joining WQA is up 50% over the, uh, the same time last year. And our, and our association needs new members to join with established industry members to address the going concern growing concern of water quality. Tom just referenced the, the uh, consumer opinion study. To think that folks, uh, there's a 53% rise in those that are concerned or very concerned about their water quality. We built great momentum this year, executing uh, year two of our strategic plan. With the membership needs assessment, we gained valuable insight um, into industry participants both current industry participants and prospective members. Our association will benefit from a bigger tent. And one specific benefit for a broader membership base is advocacy. We make great strides this year in advocacy. The introduction of the Healthy H2O Act in the House and the Senate on a bipartisan basis shows what we can do as an aligned association. And I wanna thank those members who joined us in Washington last month for our first fly-in since March of 2020. The congressional fly-in was very well uh, attended. It was the most in, in, our, uh, in our history and was well, well received. I, along those lines, I want to encourage our fly-in participants, in fact, all of our WQA members, to engage Jeremy and Jordan and the WQA staff to help our industry get healthy H2O across the, the finish line. That was Jim Stern, the outgoing WQA president at the 2023 convention. And now, Hall of Fame recipient Don McGee. Whew. So on November 21st, 1963, as a young kid living in Houston, Texas, I had the opportunity to stand on the curb on Main Street as a slow-moving motorcade passed by. John F. Kennedy in the convertible presidential limousine about 15 feet away. The next day was his last in Dallas. His assassination had a great impact on me. I was always impressed with the now well-worn quote from his inauguration speech that said, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. That quote and guidance from my father 
saying, if you're going to be part of an organization, then earn your way into leadership, make a difference, and when you're through, replace yourself with someone better than you. Many may ask, what can the Water Quality Association do for me? I said, what can I do for the Water Quality Association? And in pursuing that, I found that the association has given me more than I ever expected. I'm beyond fortunate to have had the opportunity to learn from and follow in the footsteps of icons of our industry. There are others who have received this Hall of Fame award who in their service to WQA tilled the soil, planted, and nurtured it to fruition. Much of the low-hanging fruit that I was fortunate to harvest leading to accolades like this award uh, came from the hard work and dedication of prior Hall of Famers. Folks like Jamie Wakeham in 2007, Rich Clack in 2010, Bill Hall Sr. in 2011, Denise Urbans in 2015, Dar Watts in 2016, Brett Tangley 2017, Sam Cargi in 2017, Doug Herring in 2019, Michael Mecca in 2021, and Richard Mest in 2022, among others. I would be remiss if I did not mention Margaret Fautre, longtime WQA staffer who dragged me from Texas to WQA in 1999 and put me to work, and to Joe Grace, already mentioned by Dana, Texas's own water quality icon for staying close on my heels and making sure that I stayed here and did my job. I'm pretty confident that in following my dad's instruction, I have set the path to be replaced by dedicated WQA and industry volunteers who are already bringing a whole lot better game than I ever had, and for that I'm very proud. So humbly, I accept this award, at least as its caretaker, until those who follow nurture to fruition the soil that I was fortunate enough to participate in tilling. Thank you. Don McGee, the 2023 Hall of Fame recipient at the WQA convention. Next up, WQA President Amanda Moore. 1989 was the year that song was popular and the year I got my first taste of the water treatment industry at Atlantic Filter. After college, I eventually returned home to join the business and see what this industry was really about. Shortly after my return, my father, James Wakeham, who is here today, had the opportunity to serve as the president of WQA. In 1998, he stood on a similar stage and welcomed you to the 25th year of the WQA convention. Now, 25 years later, I have the amazing opportunity to follow in his footsteps and welcome you to the 50th year of the WQA convention. 50 years. This industry and association have been many things to many people over the last 50 years. When I look to the future though, I can think of no industry or membership more poised to have a major impact on public health and safety than the water treatment industry and WQA. Consumers are not just casually researching water. They're demanding cleaner, safer, healthier water. And talk about a window of opportunity. Have you seen or paid attention to the headlines? 
We know there's going to be challenges ahead, but one thing is certain. We are stronger together. The Water Quality Association is perfectly poised as the thought leader to guide us into the future. Talk about resources. We have professional certification in education. We have product certification in a brand new laboratory. We just got back from DC where we were advocating for water quality and our role and our industry's role in that discussion. And we have this convention promoting technology and innovation. I can't imagine anyone else more equipped to guide us through these times. As we move into our year two of our multi-year strategic plan, I want to discuss something that I am especially passionate about, ethics. Specifically, the WQA Code of Ethics. WQA is dedicated to promoting the highest principles of honesty, integrity, and professionalism in the water quality improvement industry. When I say WQA, I mean you. All of us in this room and every member beyond. As a member, you voluntarily pledge to adhere to the code. I see the critical role ethics plays for our industry. We are protecting public health, but we need to do more. We need to live and breathe ethics. It's not enough just to say the word safer. It's not enough just to say we are a solutions provider when water is deemed unsafe. As we reach out to legislators, regulators, health and safety officials, we must prove to them with our actions, not just our words, that we are trustworthy, professional, and committed to upholding the high standards and ethical principles of the association to protect public health. Actions speak louder than words. WQA President Amanda Moore at the convention in Las Vegas. Next, we hear from Paulie Undusser, WQA's Chief Executive Officer. Telling your story is how we make strides in being prepared because we're taking advantage of opportunities and then we're expressing it loud and proud and we're being very prideful of that and showing our success to others. So whether it's being proud that we're a water treatment professional and we're showing off our credentials or just our affiliation with the state and regional WQAs and our membership with WQA, or even being here at WQA's greatest show. Hint, hint. Amanda Moore and her father, Jamie Wakeham, are also remarkable role models as we're talking about spotlighting success stories. How do you talk about your, your story, your history, your legacy? Well, those are feel-good stories for us. Those are great for customers to hear as well, to hear what is the industry doing? How are we keeping true to our roots? And how are we providing a launching pad for others in the industry? Because we wanna show that we're preparing to thrive, not just survive. Tell your story loud and proud. The more we tell those stories, the more it strengthens the industry to be ready for success. So when I ask myself, why are we here? The opportunities are abundant. We have the resources to be prepared to achieve success, but we have to take advantage of that. So are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are you prepared to take advantage of the opportunities to continue success for tomorrow, for two years from now, 10 years from now? Are you prepared for 50 years into the future? Regardless of your answer to that question, you're in the right place.
Because if you've been engaged for a while and you're saying, heck yes, Polly, I'm prepared and I am ready, I am taking advantage of success, all right, my call out to you is share that. Share that with others. Take the call to action from Amanda and we need to work together. Continue to be involved, get your staff involved, and those that you're working with that are throughout the industry or doing water treatment even outside of our typical industry, pull them in, share your knowledge. And those that are outside and thinking, gosh, you know what, I'm not prepared. I am not ready for this. Or if you're thinking that, you know what, I am just sitting here and maybe I just started the preparation. Well, then you're still in the right place. Because what you can do is you can seek out those folks that are going to be great mentors, that are going to be great as leaders, and ask them the question, why are you here? Talk to them about it. Get learnings from them. Network with them. WQA CEO Paulie Unduster. And we conclude with May Stevens, the keynote speaker from Banner Public Affairs. There are more than 2 million people in this country, not globally, in this country, who do not have access to running water in their homes. And that number is growing. 2 million people who do not have access to running water and growing. It's 2023. This is the United States. That is completely unacceptable. Many of these folks are in extremely rural communities, and they're going to need to rely on decentralized water and sanitation to meet their needs. The US uh, is, is working to give them the access that they deserve, and they're going to need to use point of use and point of entry products to ensure that their water is safe. For those of us on centralized systems, as I said before, 95% of the cost of maintaining upgrading those systems has shifted to regular people like us paying our monthly water bills. And at the same time that the federal share of water investment is decreasing, income inequality has been skyrocketing. So for the top 1% of households in the US, like the Roy family and, the, and Succession, if you're watching Succession like I am, their income has more than tripled since 1979. However, for 90% of households, like us normal people, our income has barely outpaced inflation. And so, that has happened, that barely outpacing inflation has happened at the same time as over 95% of the financial burden of keeping our water safe has been transferred onto us. The reality is that the poorest families in our communities are the ones bearing the biggest impact, creating for many an agonizing choice between paying for water and for other essentials like food and medicine. And this is obviously an untenable situation for low-income families, but it's also an untenable situation for their entire community and the nation as a whole. Because if you get your water from a public utility like the vast majority of Americans do, growing income inequality means that an increasing number of people in every one of our communities are gonna have a harder and harder time paying our water bills, and that's gonna have an effect on the quality and reliability of water for everyone who uses that system. This is why I have long supported a nationwide permanent low-income assistance program to help people pay their water bills and get the water treatment that they need. May Stevens, the 2023 keynote speaker at the WQA convention. And that wraps up this edition of Rewind 2023. We'll have part two next time. This is Wes Bleed, wishing you a very happy holiday season.